evening. Welcome everyone who's just coming. Krishna Chaitanya Manangopal. Where is Brandon? Missing in action. Even earlier, he left. So, any question tonight? Bono. Um, second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, we get to Chaktu Shloki. The fourth of them says uh, anyone who is interested in understanding transcendental knowledge must always inquire about both directly and indirectly in order to understand the all pervading truth. I'm wondering if you can comment on what is indirect inquiry? These uh, same words are used in the very first stanza <coughs> of the Bhagavatam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeva Janma Dhyasyata Anvayad Itarata Charteshu Abhignas Varat Anvayad Itarata Anvayad Vatirekabhyam means the same thing. So, um, I wrote about this, um, these four verses extensively in um, a Sacred Preface in Chapter 1. I can't recall everything I wrote there, but the, the gist of the slokas and their, in their um, trajectory, of course, is, uh, leads to the ideal of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnava Prem Prayojan. But um, um, tying these, and I may have done that in the commentary, these Anvayad Vatireka Bhyam to the first sloka of the Bhagavatam, they can draw a lot of different um, meanings there, but <clears throat> um, one such meaning is that. Um, Directly and indirectly, Krishna is known. Directly and indirectly, so um, directly, it's fairly obvious. Your question is about indirectly, and it means through his shakti. Hmm? So um, it's something you might not think about. You know the person. Period but you know him or her by what it is they do and what moves them and so forth by their shakti. Hmm? So Krishna is most completely known by knowing his, his shakti. He's known through his shakti, through, in, in a sense, through bhakti he's known. Um, so by knowing Radha, one knows Krishna comprehensively. Have we said, and we've brought up in the last few nights, maybe a couple of times, that um, there's really this uh, Shaktiman and Shakti is, these are interpenetrating hmm, features of the Absolute, especially when we speak about his Sarup Shakti, his internal Shakti, principal Shaktis, 
that are spoken of are the external and the marginal and the internal or the maya, the jiva and the sarup shakti and they're all one and different from Krishna but obviously the maya shakti is more different than it is one and the sarup shakti on the other end of the spectrum is, is way more one than, than it is different. In fact it's said sometimes that Radha and Krishna are um, two persons with one soul something like that um, and you can't have one without the other right so you, you can't have Yasoda Nandan without Yasoda who is the personification of of uh, Vatsalya Rasa so the Shakti and, um, I was once asked about well, who's the Shakti in the you know Krishna and Balaram combination of deities so they're both they're both Shakti Man but Balaram of course is imbued with the with the Rasa for Krishna. They're very peculiar in this way. We don't find, for the most part, other incarnations of God. They're preoccupied with their own devotees. They're not preoccupied in, in worshipping hmm? um, another form of themselves. And, um, and of course, different from Krishna, they're not controlled by their Lakshmis. <laughs> but Balaram is imbued, he's the best friend of Krishna, so um, he personifies also not only the ideal, but um, the way in that particular um, bhava. <clears throat> So, at any rate, the point being, without Yashoda, there can't be Yashoda none, and without Balaram, Sudam, Sridam, Saka, there cannot be Krishna in, in Sakya Rasa. Without Radha and Gopis, there can't be Krishna in Madhuri Rasa. So, the two are inextricably uh, entwined. And, and we'll know him by knowing his Shakti. So, I may be thinking in a broad way, that it can be looked at like that. Um, um, you can know about him, but if you really want to know about him, you have to look between the lines, so to speak. And I mean, for example, the book the Bhagavatam is all about Krishna, right? Right? Wrong would be the Gaudiya answer. That's wrong. <laughs> it's all about love of Krishna. Okay, but that, that is the same as Krishna, but it's different also. Right, so it's very, you know, it's a nuanced uh, take. Um, um, but uh, as I said before, in like, unlike other texts, Puranas, for example, Vishnu Purana, maybe Brahmavarta Purana, um, Padma Purana, there are narratives uh, of Krishna's pastimes. Uh, that's sometimes there's just a list of them in a chronological order, or maybe maybe in Vishnu Purana a little bit more about them, but not really about the feelings of Vatsalya, the feelings of Sakya, the feelings of of Madhurya that um, that make him, as I say, in these three personas as the son of Yasoda, the friend of Sridham, the lover of Radha, um, possible, so to speak. So, yeah, so the 
the Bhagavatam properly understood is uh, is kind of a indirect approach to knowing Krishna, which is the, the way to know him comprehensively. Vaishnavism, as Pujapachita Marsh told me, is indirect. Indirect. And um, in that respect, also Krishna has said in Bhagavatam that indirect speech is, is, is very appealing to him. He likes that. So, so to inquire about him directly and indirectly, we say that uh, Vishwana Chakvartitakwa says the Guru is Krishna, Sakshad Hari, directly Krishna. Hmm? Um, and Samasta Shastra and all the Shastras say that. But, how can there, you know, that's a but, is he, is he, is he, is he, he is or he isn't. But, he, Kintu, uh, Kintu, Prabhu Yaiva, Priyatasya, right? But he's uh, dear to Krishna. How can you be Krishna and be dear to Krishna, right? So, we find both there. And the dear to Krishna side, what is his love or her love for Krishna? This is a, then a, a deeper understanding of the Guru Tattva than Sakshad Hari. Hmm? If we understand Sakshad Hari, then we have the proper regard where we pay close attention. Hmm? And we don't we don't disobey or disregard. Hmm? Then it's possible to see more deeply. Hmm? What lies there, and the kintu is but is. However, it's like, but there's more <laughs> to be said. What could be more uh, than to say you're directly Krishna, and all the scriptures say this directly over and over again. I mean, what more could you say about a person? And leave it to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. There's more. Hmm? There's more to be said. Hmm? Uh, he, he or she is, is the embodiment of the love of Krishna. So that's open to a whole other box of possibilities and uh, theological uh, concepts and, and so forth, right? <clears throat> and um, it's through that more, if you will, that, is, that he's uh, using this example, Krishna, and directly and indirectly, hmm? He's not, but but the love of Krishna is one with. You can't have Krishna without the love of Krishna, and by having love of Krishna only will you attain Krishna and so forth. So um, this is another way of thinking about it. Hmm? Um, you want to get? Um, we have a copy of Sacred Preface. So we want to get it while we talk. We can. Is there? Is that available? Hmm. Take a look there. Just in a very general sense, so it's it's also a way of saying directly and indirectly, in, in inside, outside, upside, downside, in every way. <laughs> Inquire into this subject. Look at it from all all sides, and you'll constantly see newer and newer uh, facets of the jewel of. Um, Shyam Krishna. Hmm. Well, it's, of course, Abhideya Tattva. How can I attain you? Is the question of Brahmas that 
gives rise to the fourth verse. Here's how we've we rendered it um, feelingly. You may ask about my shaktis. So all these. Um, was this the? There's actually six verses. So is it the sixth or the fourth? Oh, it's the fourth. Pardon me? So there's what the two introductory verses and then then the four, is it? Yeah. Right. So so it would be six. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah. So the question the four. There's two introductory verses, then the four verses, right? In response, and they re- respond, reply to uh, questions of Brahma. So, last question: How can I attain you? So, yeah, there's Sambanda, and in, 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 I think the first two verses, he gives Sambanda again, and then then the Prayojan in the third verse, and in the fourth verse, he gives the Abhideya. So, the means to attain me, Krishna says, to attain. Prem is thus. First of all, one must be interested in understanding the highest truth. Such interest will be best served at the feet of the Guru. There one will learn systematically what karma is, what jnana is, what yoga is, what bhakti is, and ultimately know, ultimately how, excuse me, Prem Bhakti is the highest truth. The Guru will teach the student of all, all of these things, and thus directly and indirectly. Explain the glory of Prem Bhakti, drawing from the sacred text and thereby making the disciple one-minded. One must follow me in the form of the Guru by enthusiastically rendering service. Enthusiastically means at all times, in all circumstances, those favorable and those unfavorable, making this effort one's life and soul. Hmm. Uh, Here, at least... In a, like I said earlier, in a more general sense, he seems to be saying inside out and backwards and directly, indirectly, like the, at the end of the Gita, he says, those who study this sacred conversation, and I think the commentaries are every word, what does it mean backwards? What does it mean frontwards and going forward and so forth? So they worship me with their with their intelligence. Hmm. What else? Another question? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So Gary Sanga we discussed last time a little bit. I was just no, I heard Maharaj give an excellent uh, answer to your question. Ashram Maharaj Ki Jai. So there's a verse in which Prabhupada uh, states something to the effect that the material, the uh, sound vibration of the Guru may seem to be a material sound vibration, but it actually is the saffron mercy particles of the dust of the lotus feet of Krishna. It's a fourth canto in purport that he gives that explanation. So my question would be, you're hearing that sound vibration, you're getting that 
directly from the Guru at the oral reception, and we were talking about that last night, getting, getting close to the Guru. So my question in, in terms of Sadhu Sangha, is that transmitted electronically, all the different ways, Facebook, etc., is it the same power? Because it, we were talking about you know being together with Prabhupada, being together with you, etc., it seems to be much more powerful physically, or if you will, to use the uh-huh. on the internet, mm-hmm. or even with Prabhupada tapes when he was here on the planet, even, you know, class with Prabhupada was very different. Than yeah, somebody uh, asked me a similar question recently. Um, it wasn't so much of a question as it was of a statement that, um, in seeking my thoughts on it, that um, something to the effect that this isn't about reading, this is about hearing from a sadhu. Hmm? And um, and there's a world of difference between the two and something like that. And what, what do you think? And so forth. And she was uh, the god sister of mine, but I, I mean, she seemed to be uh, dismissing reading had any you know, value. It, it, it was an oral um, transmission, right? So it's similar to what you're to what you're asking. And um, I, I I know a little bit where she got that idea from, and uh, and the teacher who emphasized in that way, and you know, I kind of know the reason why he did that, without saying why he did it and so forth. I kind of explained it. Sometimes it might be said like this because, be, well, because, um, for example, after the disappearance of my Guru Maharaj, some people, maybe still today, uh, but early on, maybe still today, they say uh, that, well, pr- everything's in Prabhupada's books. Hmm? So, you can just read the books. Hmm? Um, and then there's the the statement of Krishna's Kaviraj in Chaitanya Charitamrita that there are two Bhagavatas, the person Bhagavata in the book, Srimad Bhagavatam, and the dispensation of Prem, Gaurana comes to us through these two Bhagavatas. And then they would explain that, well, Bhagavata is there, and Prabhupada is there in his purport. So you've got both. In Prabhupada's books, you've got the book Bhagavata and the person Bhagavata. That's all we need. We don't need a guru. We don't need any more gurus. We got Prabhupada's books. That that's it. This was a, and so he heard her, Siksha Guru. You know, heard these kind of things, and and um, and he would make this kind of emphasis to uh, you know correct that obvious um, misunderstanding. <clears throat> um, but. Uh, that shouldn't be taken to so an extreme to think that reading books is uh, is, a, is a futile um, exercise. And then we just cited the end of the Gita, which says this is a type of like Gyan Yoga hmm, in pursuit of the ideal. To you, it means to with your intelligence, you know, worship Krishna. Hmm? Um, study of the the, the uh, scriptures is obviously recommended. They're written for that purpose to be to be read, to be studied. And uh, but of course, you know, go to the other extreme and think, well, we need we got the book. What do we need? 
anyone else, right? So you need you need both. And Pujapatrita Maharaj nicely uh, described the book as a passive agent of divinity, and the guru or the sadhu as an active agent of divinity that can bring it to life um, in new times, different times and circumstances, and draw out of it what we might not be able to. Hmm? But of course, with regard to prophets' books, obviously he wanted them read. He stressed that we should read them and study them like scientists study, you know, science books and and so forth, right? Um, so uh, um, you may read the books and then you may associate with the author. You, uh, you may read the book online, or as you're saying, there's other means of virtual um, association, if you will. And how does that measure up to um, personal association? I think that um, in a very simple way, the answer is a kind of a common sense answer. Um, let's say you um, have a very close friend or lover, and you um, um, he's at a distant place, and so you communicate through the internet. And then if you're talking on the phone, let's say audio, some kind of, let's say over a phone, audio. And then why is there, you know, the video? Because the audio is like not enough. And then you, and then I hear the voice, I want to engage my eyes also in, in, in seeing, right? And now it's even, I feel, I feel even, even closer, if you will. And that type of virtual association and we can improve it, make it more real, but it's virtual. <laughs> Unfortunately, people today more and more are um, choosing the virtual world over the real world, because I guess you can make the virtual world the way you want. You can be whoever you want <laughs> behind the keyboard, and nobody will ever know, and um, and so on. It's a very interesting um, direction. Uh, that the world is going in, um, digital and virtual places can can it's possible when they will replace geographical places as the real places, hmm? um, which is a little scary. But then, if you want to look at it from another point of view, the Vrindavan is kind of a virtual reality that has a geographic appearance, but it's actually beyond that. More than that, that's looking at it in a slightly different way, obviously, in a positive way. But at any rate, um, uh, however, just in a common sense answer uh, to, your, to your question, however close you may get by that association with your friend, lover at a distance, it doesn't um, compare to being there personally. Hmm? So there's more. Hmm? You can touch them, you can hear them, you can see them, you can touch them. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> right? You can embrace them. So in that sense, then there's there's great value in what's sometimes referred to as vapu. Prabhupada would say, vani is more important than vapu. The words or the instructions are more important than the personal association. 
Pujapachirama said, what's more important, the nose or the breath? <laughs> to make the same same point, right? But you need a nose to breathe too. <laughs> so you know, I see these this happen all the time. What's more important, seek your addiction. One goes on one side, on the other side. You know, well, you know, give the example of the seed and the watering, which is more important. I mean, you can't make a determination there if you don't have the seed. Well, it's not in the water. If you have a seed, you don't have any water. It's not going to bear fruit, right? So, so. Um, well, Pujapadrita Marsh, you may know that he was asked, and I think he was the first person who was chosen by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarchitakur to um, go to the West, to go to London. Hmm? And um, he uh, hesitated on the basis of the fact that, number one, he said that amongst the group of senior devotees, others more, were more well-versed in English than himself, and they might be better to be in that position. And also, he, by his nature, secondly, was more introverted, and a more extroverted person might be a better choice, Guru Maharaj. Hmm? And, and thirdly, of course, whatever is your desire that I will embrace, but thirdly, I find that I can take advantage of your personal association, and time is short. How long you will be amongst us, I don't know. So I would prefer to you know, stay in your company, and then that appeared to to charm his his heart. And so he said, "All right, we'll go with that," and he chose someone else. So. The value, if you can take advantage of it, it's the guru said it'd be, for example, like the fire. So you you can't live without fire, and but you get too close, you get burned by it. Also, so different uh, devotees will will flourish, let closer at some distance, and that may change over time, and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, I think that it, you know you think, of course, you think that you come here and you hear me give a class, and it's better and more powerful than hearing it maybe over the tape. Even watching yeah, it's but, it's, but it's, it's really not true. It's because all these other devotees are here. <laughs> so, so, see, there's a, there's a collective hmm, that, that comes. Hmm? And because of, because of the collective then it, you know, it's not me. <laughs> of course, they're here because of me. So, all right, <laughs> that's how you should have answered. <laughs> no, but it's wrong. I'm here because of them. See, they, they're here, so I'm coming for their association. Keep me engaged. So I think that uh, you know that 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 it, it it if you can take advantage of that association, then we should we should. Um, try to get as much as as, as as possible. It's not a selfish thing. Once I was <laughs> with my godbrother Ramaswar Marjan on Saturdays. We used to we used to um, pack all these books in boxes. This is for uh, Kavichandra and his wife, and this is for um, this devotee and his wife to go out. They're going to go to this shopping 
mall and, and we'd ride down there and pack their lunch and stuff like that. And we would do that just before the class. And then we would go to the class. But Saturday was, you know, the big day. Everybody was going to go out on Santa Kirtan, all the householders and whatnot. And uh, there's one particular Saturday that comes to mind. The prophet was there, and so we were doing all that, and we, we you know, certainly didn't want to be late for the class. And so, um, but we wanted it all done so that after the class, people always would take prashad and everything, because it's, it was hard to get the herd out there, you know. <laughs> I used to go across the street, knock on all the doors, all the households. It's Saturday morning. Let's, let's go, you know. And. Uh, <laughs> They must, I don't know what they thought of me, but <laughs> we got them out there, you know, uh, for the most part. So, you know, we want to make it as easy as possible, you know, you don't have to do anything, just hop in the car and there it is. You know? <laughs> A lot of distractions, you know. <laughs> so there we were, you know, in the book room, and there were speakers from the temple, and so Prabhupada had come in. You know, to the temple, we 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 knew it's okay. Seven o'clock, he's come back. The, the Govinda prayers are going, you know, and so probably come and he sat on his Vyasa son. We could envision and so forth. And we're busy with what we're doing, and then then Prabhupada started chanting Jai Radha Madhava, and we just looked at one another and said, "We're out, we're out of here." <laughs> I'm gonna sit next to him when he chants Jai Radha Madhava, and I'm not missing that for anything. Hmm? Um, with regard to sharing the knowledge um, and distributing his books, which is, of course, something I was very much involved in, and, and it seemed to please him. Hmm. I heard a nice thing he said about me. That boy is very... What did he say? Very dear to Krishna. That boy, that boy is, is very dear to Krishna. <laughs> oh, well, you couldn't... I'm just, that's about as good of a compliment as you could possibly get. <laughs> oh. You have to show me that quote. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, um, um, one of the huge. Uh, have you read Jamuna's book? Anybody read Jamuna's book about written by Dina Tarni, I think, and mm-hmm. and taking her notes. And it's very popular. And a number of my students have read it and been very inspired by that. Um, and a, you know, a big part of that, uh, or a good part, a section is is the Krishna Balaram Temple and. Uh, readying that and the struggles in, in Vrindavan and, and so forth. And um, before she passed away, some f- few years before, her and Dhinatarni were living in Canada at, uh, at Sharanagati, where you were visiting recently, Agni Dev. Sharanagati Kijai, community in, community in Canada, right? Um, and, um, and she and Dinatani built a straw bale house there, and I uh, was invited. And so I stayed there for about a week. I think Chidahari was with me, and another brahmachari. And I just happened to be lecturing on the Brahma Vimohan Leela, morning and evening. So and Jamuna was cooking, you know, and, and the devotees would come and so forth. So um, in the context of that, and I, I mean, I knew Jamuna, you know, I knew who Jamuna was. She knew who I was, but she was mostly in India, you know, and in London early on. Before I joined, she was in London. And then and she was in India, and I was in America. And we were, you know, uh, both, I guess, well-known devotees, but we didn't know one another very well. So 
it was a getting to know one another also kind of a occasion which was very endearing and just without making a calculation of where you were when I was you know here in the context of speaking about the Brahma Vimohan Lila I somehow segued into the Krishna Balaram temple you know what that meant to Prabhupada hmm? and so from my vantage point I just started speaking and I wasn't thinking about Jamuna, she was there, and you know that that wasn't like didn't wasn't driving my um, bringing that subject up, and even in the context of speaking about that, I talked about spoke about where I was and what we were doing. You know, I, I had a small party of, of book distributors, and for that um, whole year, all of the money that we collected was being given to Prabhupada for the Krishna Balaram temple. That's why he had it engraved in the marble hmm, at the Krishna Balaram temple that it was donated by the... We used to call ourselves the BBT TSKP. <laughs> that means the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust Traveling Sankirtan Party. Hmm? So um, that was engraved in the marble that it was built by, you know, this group and two sannyasis, Guru Kripa Swami and Yusodhanan Swami, who, who were in Japan hmm? and they were raising money and sending it all to Prabhupada because they would never give it to anybody else. They're very untrusting. But a little note for, of hidden history is I'm the reason they went to Japan. <laughs> Yeah, in nineteen in nineteen seventy four, nineteen seventy. What was the year of the first Big Mayapur festival? Was that seventy four? So I was invited by Prabhupada, and I was in Australia at the time. So I came. We landed in Madras, and um, and we spent the night there with some Madrasi Brahmanas, Vaishnavas in their house. It was really like a, like being in Vaikuntha. Yeah. And they were serving us prasadam in the morning. One of the buddhis said, "Is this offered?" <laughs> you know, like, and the, 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 the Brahmin host just chuckled and he said, "Prabhu, this whole house is offered." <laughs> I thought, "Whoa, here we are." And you know, then up to Calcutta, and everybody's, "What time is it? What time is it?" You get mobbed by people. You know, what time is it? What time? They wanted to see your watch. They had never seen a watch. What kind of watch? You know. And so, anyway, off to uh, Calcutta, and uh, from Calcutta to Mayapur, and, and we arrived early before Prabhupada. So I was living in a straw hut there, um, and, and Prabhupada had stayed in that straw hut previously, and uh, Guru Kripa. Maharaj and Yashodhanandan, they uh, came early and they were also staying in there. Now they had been in India for some time and then they left and they came to the United States. This was prior to this, this would have been 1973. And so they wanted to raise money for Prabhupada for his projects in India. And so they were traveling around the United States and they were um, collecting, they were stealing brahmacharis from temples and then and then sending the brahmacharis out 
to collect money in places where the, the temple devotees in the local vicinity would go out and sell books, which was a which was a kind of a um, delicate thing, you know, whether the manager would let you stand there or not or whatnot. And so, for example, at one point in Los Angeles, I had like a map inside of my head all the different department stores and where they were and what times they were open and stuff like that. Because I would organize who would go where and when, what days we would go there and we need to give that place a rest, you know, <laughs> and then go somewhere else. Because then you get a complaint or something and then they might stop you. And so these were like the early <laughs> days of book distribution, right? So they come along, these two sannyasis, and they were, they were you know, pretty charismatic guys. And um, and so it wasn't hard for them to like woo some some brahmacharis, you know, and say, come here, come with us, where it's really at, you know. <laughs> uh, you ever heard this song of Bhakti Binod before? <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, you know, that's what they were like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Once they pulled me aside in Los Angeles, they they heard about me. Oh, so you're a Tripperari? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they're like, you know. So we want to give you something. Come over here, you know. So, so they, they they said uh, they they pulled it. They said, "Do you ever get one of these?" And they pulled out his. Uh, samosa. So I said, yeah, I get them all the time. <laughs> I said, I get the maha plate because I distribute the most books here. You know, they give it to me. You know, <laughs> so they, anyway, there was a few other things I won't mention that they shared with me, <laughs> their perspective. But uh, at any rate, they were they were really nice guys too. But 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 they were you know, anti-authority other than Prabhupada. You know, so they had to work directly for Prabhupada, and they were so they were collecting men. And then with the men, they were collecting money. But the way they were collecting the money was disturbing the local temple's field hmm, of preaching. Because they just go there and burn the place out and get comp- all kinds of complaints and leave. And then when we'd show up, you know, here I'm here today on my day. Get out of here. You know, you guys are ruining this. You know, the experience of our uh, shoppers and stuff. And they weren't selling books. They were just, you know, collecting money. And they had some rather crude techniques, I guess. So this was this was going on for like several months, right, before the the Mayapur festival and it was it was a disturbance. The temples were disturbed and so when we met in in uh, in Mayapur <laughs> in the straw they said, okay Triparari, uh, I was a brahmachari at the time and they said we want to know the names of all the best distributors in every temple, okay? Because now what's happening, the best distributors in all the temples would get to come to Mayapur for the first festival. You know, the temples would give them some kind of, like, impetus, you know. So then they wanted to go and pull them aside and tell them, what are you doing in that temple with that Grihasta president? You know, you could be with us in Yancey, you know. Gedra's and real Sadhu Sangha, you know. <laughs> and so... This was like, I could see, oh, this is going to be a problem, you know, for the book book distribution in the United States. It's going to be an issue. And uh, um, I liked them, but, you know, I could kind of, you know, see where they were at, too. And, and um, uh, they had a little bit of a myopic, you know, perspective on s- spreading the mission, you know, spread it over here to ruin it over there, so to speak. So at any rate... I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? You know, I'm really in a jam here. These guys, you know, they're going to 
corner me and I'm not going to give them the names of all the best brahmacharis so they can go and pull them aside. So, meanwhile, um, Gopal Swami, probably some of you may have known him, Gopal Swami, he arrived and he was coming from Japan. And um, so I met him for the first time and he was telling me how they collect in Japan and they go, you know, konnichiwa, you know, folded hands and and hold out their cloth and people would give money. So it's like, the you know, they were, the Buddhist tradition was something that they were familiar with and so they could blend with that. And and he said, sometimes we give them some incense, you know, and you can really, you know, they're very generous, you know. And um, and so I thought, i got to get these guys, i got to get Guru Kripa and you're showing them to go to Japan. That's what i got to do. And so... I did a little more research, you know, talking with Gopal Swami and another 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 devotee and so forth. And so then I planted that in their head, you know. So it's going to be such a hassle with all these temple presidents, Grihastas. What do they know, you know? The temple presidents and stuff. You know, why fight with them? Go to Japan. There you can really collect a lot, you know. So then he started talking to Gopal Swami. And so sure enough, so they went and they ruined Japan. I don't know if you know the story, but I think they almost banned the Krishna consciousness from Japan. About three quarters of the way through their visit there, hmm? but they did send all the money to the temple, so you know, we had something to do with that <laughs> to build the Krishna Balaram Temple for Prabhupada. So you know, so so that directly and indirectly, directly and indirectly, That's right. <laughs> so so that. Following year, and <laughs> it was a big year, 19, 1974. Yeah. Another interesting thing that happened that year is that Tamal Krishnamars decided to come to America, and and uh, he was he was um, feeling a little. And this is related to your question. A little constrained as the GBC of India, because in reality, Prabhupada was the GBC of India. So, although Prabhupada would delegate and he believed in his disciples, so they believed in him and they did unbelievable things, hmm? right? He believed in them and that trust, they felt that, that love. So they, they, they believed in him and then they did, like I said, they did unbelievable things. Hmm? But in India, that was... Prabhupada was more hands-on, hmm? and I think it was required uh, dealing with Indians and the government, and you know he I mean he knew it. It was his country. We didn't know so. Tamal Krishnamars was the GBC of India, but he didn't have as much freedom to like spend money and express himself in bhakti like other you know temple presidents and GBCs and whatnot. So he wanted to get a little bit away from the vapu. Hmm? <laughs> be honest with you, and so uh, that's what he did. So he came. I know a lot of things, a lot of history. <laughs> so he came to America, and then he, and he, then he, then what he did first, he said, "This book distribution is is, is not good. We need to, we need to make the bodies, not sell books. What's it? What's it? What's the? What's the point? You sell the book to make the devotees. So I'm going to start a devotee making program." Hmm? 
So then he was trying to get people to join him, the sannyasi, you know, brahmacharis, and they were going to please Prabhupada by actually making devotees, not just selling books. That was his, uh, here we go, you know, another one, you know, <laughs> was my perspective. So, okay. Um, and then, um, so, Prabhupada came to San Francisco for the Royal Theatre. And Tamal Krishnamarsh had made like eight devotees or twelve devotees or ten, something like that, you know. So he, he, when Prabhupada came, then he arranged for to come in to see Prabhupada with his whatever it was, eight or ten new devotees. Each one had a rose, each one came and offered it to Prabhupada, you know, like that. And this is Prabhupada, you know, I know I left India, but here I'm, you know, make, making up for it. I've done this. And it's better than book distribution was kind of the unstated, you know. And Prabhupada could understand what was unstated. And Prabhupada said, what about a book distribution? <laughs> and he just, that's what he said to him. What about book distribution? <laughs> Tamal was just like, you know, flattened. It's one of the one of the numerous times that he was <laughs> flabbergasted by what came out of Prabhupada's lotus mouth and unexpected, because he kind of thought he really knew Prabhupada, but my Prabhupada surprised him a few times. Like, oh yes, I think you should go to China. That's a very good idea. We once said to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, I might as well go to China. He said, yes, I think we need to go. That's a good idea. You go to China. <laughs> we sent him to communist China. Yeah, so... This time he said, you know, what about book distribution? So that just really blew his, his transcendental mind. So then he said, okay, that's it. We're doing it. We're doing book distribution. So then he, he started the book distribution. Um, and he was so competitive. He was so competitive. And he wanted to please Prabhupada to be, have his party be the number one, you know, book distribution. Our party was always number one, but I, I wasn't competitive about the thing. I was just, you know, doing it. And I was trying to inspire everybody else to do it. And I thought... If we can get somebody else to do more, well, then we won, you know. Uh, so, so when we were coming to Mayapur hmm, the next year, then Ramaswar, he he used to keep records of the books and report to Prabhupada every month, you know, this temple sent this much to the book fund and this one, this one, and so forth. And so um, Tamal was frustrated because he, 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 was, he wasn't... Um, our party was number one. So Ramaswar and I, we fudged the books and made him number one. He doesn't know that. He's passed on. And then so that he could tell Prabhupada to come to Marv that he was number one and that we made we thought we'd make a guy happy, you know, because he was making threats. I'm going to give this up. I'm going to go back to India. I'm going to you know, leave my body. I've got to please Prabhupada. You know, that's the kind of guy he was. So we thought, okay, you know, let's do this, whatever. He wants that. So Prabhupada probably knew what actually happened, you know, who he was and all. But anyway, these are some, they're, you know, these are all wonderful people and so forth. Characters. Hmm? Yeah, colorful people. Yeah, I'm getting back there. So, so you know, we were, we were, um, my party was selling books and all the money was going to the book fund, uh, going, to, going to Prabhupada, excuse me, for the, for the temple. Right, so in my talks there at Charanagati, I just 
I was talking about what the temple, you know, meant to us, the Krishna Balaram temple. When we were when we were selling that year, we were like my party was like, we're going to sell all year long here, and we are going to go to Maya, go to Vrindavan. Prabhupada told me that year, the first year when I came, he said he called me personally. He said every year you go and preach and sell books all year, and then come and spend one month with me in Mayapur, Vrindavan. So, you know, I was going back <laughs> next year and every year thereafter. And um, there was a, there was a attempt to open the temple, I think on Janmastami, hmm, in the summer, and it was scheduled for that. So I was preparing to take my party and head out, you know, to go there, because we, my thought was, we're working for this temple, and I'm not going to miss what this means to Prabhupada personally. I had some sense of what it meant. And you can see it. There he is with that chamara, you know. And, and so that was not, um, that was like breaking the rules, kind of, like Ramaswar's rules. I mean, I was independent, but he had, uh, he had a strong influence on me. So the idea that we would go to Maya, go to Vrindavan in August, you know, for the John, for John Mosby, for the opening of the temple, rather than being out there selling books, was, um, you know, Ramaswar was like, thought we were spiritually, we were selfish or something, you know, we weren't sacrificing enough. I said, you know, you just don't get it, you know. You think I'm going to miss this? You know, what kind of, a, I said this to him, I said, you know what kind of a samskar we're going to get from this? Hmm? From being there and witnessing this event, what this means to Prabhupada? I'm not missing that, you know. And so, so to have his personal association, you know, it was there, there, there were um, times that uh, that you know, like what is there, the, the lady that climbed on Mahaprabhu's shoulder to see to see Jagannath because he was towering seven feet tall and she was behind him and couldn't see him. And her eagerness to see Lord Jagannath with the, the curtain when the door opened. She climbed on his shoulders, and when his assistant chastised her, he chastised his assistant. I wish I had that kind of eagerness to, to directly have the darshan of the Lord. Hmm? So it turned out, anyway, to finish the story there, that, um, that the temple didn't open John Mastami, and it, was, it opened uh, in the following year, which was 1975, in Vrindavan, during the Mayapur Vrindavan festival, and that's the year that Prabhupada um, broke the rules and gave me sannyas because they had just made the rules that you couldn't take sannyas unless be recommended by the GPC and wait for one year, two weeks ago, two weeks earlier. So Prabhupada broke the rules and gave me sannyas in the in, in the temples, and I mean it was a, it, well, I was right. I mean the the experience that I had for the opening of the Krishna Balaram temple was just overwhelming. I mean. You know the story Vishaka tells. You know we <laughs> there was Hamza Duda was in, I think in front of me and Vishaka was behind me. We were all packed and Prabhupada was offering arti. And the temple opened, and there Prabhupada was offering the arti to Krishna and Balaram. Right, we were I was right there, right up front on the rail. You know, the curved rail, and um, and you know Prabhupada turned and that that fan I. I mean, tears were just pouring out of my eyes. It was such a powerful, powerful experience. It was everything, you know, and far beyond what I had imagined, kind of impressions I would would get from that. 
and um, I hear this Vishaka in the background, you know, you know, Marsh, Marsh, I need, you know, get out of the way. I mean, she wanted to take the, the famous picture that was taken, you know. And what came to my mind was this Leela in Chaitanya Charitamrita where um, I think it's Shiva uh, Stakur, maybe. Mahaprabhu is dancing and he's looking at the dancing and some, one of the king's assistants came up and said, you know, the king is here. Get out of the way. The king can see, you know, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. He turned around and slapped that guy, you know. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> like that. That's how I felt at, at the time, you know. Because I'm not moving, sorry, you know. It's like oh, thousands of people here. I move on my elusive, you know, what I'm seeing right now. And that's what I, I spent a whole year, you know, meditating on this, you know sacrificing, talking to people, letting them blow smoke in my face, trying to sell them a book, you know. <laughs> so, and she said, it's for the preaching, you know. And she seems to think that, um, in her rendition of it, that I heard that, and therefore I got out of the way. But I think it was just by chance, you know, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> that I, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't listening to that, you know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. so you know she got the picture. No, it was, it was great. How she—that was her expertise. It had nothing to do with me. I don't take credit for that, but, <laughs> but she gives me indirect credit. I guess it was nice of her. What she thought, but so anyway, so when I was, you know, I was lecturing in Sharanagati, and it was after after that particular lecture. Jamuna said she, her mind was blown to think, you know, how she was preoccupied there hmm, at the Christian Balaam Temple, m- making it happen uh, hands on, and how she had no idea, she hadn't thought about it, you know, how what we were thinking, what I was thinking, what, how I was meditating on, on that side and helping to facilitate it. So we like really bonded mm-hmm. at that time, you know, it's like we were on the same page here, you know, it was really, really, really nice. I guess, anyway, we segued into that story and some interesting humorous histories um, in answering your question about personal association versus um, uh, virtual association and other methods and means and so forth. And and again, the common sense explanation I gave, I think, um, answers it. So there is really a place, if you can take advantage of it for... um, um, finding time for personal association and um, I highly recommend that uh, we, we have festivals like this for that purpose and but that doesn't mean to say yeah, that doesn't mean to say that you know I mean obviously we so to do as best we can to extend that we have the virtual facilities and so on and so forth and they should be taken advantage of what's that no, I, no, no. I just wanted to remind you in Mayapur in 75 when we all got together in Prabhupada's room and Tamal came in, you were there was a BBT party and then somebody extended Radha party. And you were there and Tamal comes in and hands Prabhupada a big check, which was probably mostly our check. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. sitting there and probably 25, 30 devotees in his small room. And Prabhupada opened the check. 
to open the envelope, and tears burst out of his eyes, mm. and he said, you were all in the house of the soldiers. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, we, we, we did some austerities for that, you know. Uh, it was a labor of, of, of love, but... Uh, I didn't know that plot was on Krishna Balaram from DDP. Yeah. It's it's up. Uh, I, they may have removed it, but no one, no one them. <laughs> yeah, it's in the entryway. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems to me like, like sitting in front of you and hearing you speak and getting to see your expressions, and it's that thing you don't get when I listen on the computer or listen to a CD. It just seems like it's way more powerful. Yeah, well, I think the example I gave you know, you know, aptly illustrates the point. Yes. Going back to earlier, yeah. you said uh, in the beginning, answering Prabhupada's question, yeah. you said Krishna likes indirect speech. Mm, Parokshavad. Parokshavad. So could you say a little more on that? What is indirect speech? Well, um, it's something like um, to um, for example, in uh, Ras Shastra in the um, what's that class of literature called? Kavya, Kavya. The Kavya is full of, it's super poetic and full of indirect speech. So, like poetry is indirect. You, what's he saying here? You know, and if you hear it and you know it without saying it directly, let's say, for example, I tell, say something, and there's a hidden joke in it, humor in it that you might know and somebody else might know and others may not know it. and it's just without saying it it's very subtle and it's very mm, yeah, 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 yeah. and it is a, kind of another level of communication understand the indirect meaning the implication and uh, so forth so you know with the descriptions for example Govinda Leilamadra is full of full of extra meanings in uh, in in exchanges between gopis and gopas and and Krishna and, and so on and so forth. So, I think that uh, it's said that the, you know the Vedas speak like a king, the, the Puranas speak like a friend, and the Kavi speaks like a lover. Hmm? Love is kind of lovers have their own language that they, that they can communicate with one another and say something that ostensibly means one thing to everybody in the room, but it means that and, and more you know, to those who know, something like that. So to have to have sahridayam, a sympathetic heart, and uh, a, some, some scar for that, to be able to catch it. And, and so it's very subtle and refined, and Krishna likes that. Hmm? Does that help? Yeah. yeah. With regard to the Bhagavatam, of course, it said... Um, that all three of the languages are in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? So if some vo- it has the voice of a king in some place, do this, hmm? do that. And it has the voice of a friend, let me tell you a story. Hmm? 
and has the voice of a lover as well. Just a way of saying, Bhagavad's com- complete. Hmm? It's Shruti Sasaram Ekam. The cream of the Veda. It's the it's the um, it's the Amala Purana and so on and so forth. So it has all three voices. But when you get into the tenth canto, then you're going to start finding more indirect speech there. Yeah. 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 You can find more more of it there. Yeah. Then it's necessary to have person Bhagavad. To unpack it, yeah. Yeah. Well it's it's necessary to have have both. The book and the yeah. And um, the uh, the uh, per- the personification of the book, who can can live it in that sense, and can unpack it and and draw out mo- what what we might not be able to, right? Mm-hmm. So, a lighter evening, but it's very nice to be in your, your company. What's the time? Seven fifty-three. Okay. So our festival begins tomorrow. Tomorrow morning at six. <laughs> we'll be, and then tomorrow evening we'll be getting together as well, right? Tomorrow evening at, at five. At five, okay. Hopefully the weather holds up. We'll see. We'll be we'll be going at it one way or the other, right? Come rain or shine. Shri Radha Madhava Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi.